0: Hello and welcome to Brain Trust Live number 480.
1: This week on the podcast, Jim Jordan coaches the house to its most embarrassing week in history.
0: Plus, Risa Georgia plea deals leave us to wonder, how many more times will we have to see that artwork of Trump standing next to Jesus in the courtroom before this is all over?
1: <laughs> and a gelato entrepreneur is running for president, because someone has to.
0: Plus, democracy in action. California will finally get to vote for a senator.
1: And one thing is for sure, Kennedy either is or isn't pulling votes from Trump and or Biden. We'll have all this and more. This is Brain Trust Live. Hey, y'all, I'm Brent.
0: I'm Lila, and you can find us on the web at www.braintrustlive.com.
1: We are coming to you from. The middle of speaker drama right now. Yeah,
0: we don't know which way it's going to go. And frankly, nobody knows. I'm
1: live updating CNN right now. Somebody just dropped out 15 minutes ago. That's
0: right. This is... Dan
1: Muser. Have you heard of him? Nope. You haven't. And you never
0: will. (laughs) This is, I would say, the most embarrassing week ever in House history. (laughs) For sure. I just kept texting and calling people last week and just being like, can you believe how embarrassing all of this is? <laughs> I know. Like, not even can you believe it's happening, not can you believe these people are doing this stuff. I can believe all of that. Right. I can't believe how embarrassing this is. Not I for know. me. I don't feel embarrassed. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no. I
0: feel fine. <laughs> but if you are a Republican right now, I mean... Oh,
1: and they know too. So, so sorry. Too, because I think that, like, initially people were just sort of like, oh, this is the process <laughs> and it's a democracy in action, as if they all of a sudden care about that or right. whatever, you know? And then they spent a long time blaming democrats for it and i feel like that was was that was a hilarious saddest talking
0: point i've ever attempted just to have a bunch of republicans in the middle of their own chaos yeah being like well it's got it's the democrats fault right as if they're toddlers
1: and 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 now you're starting to see you know stories about like you know gop concerned this possibly you know doesn't make them look super (laughs) awesome (laughs) and it's like oh really really
0: (laughs) well it's been the loseriest losering I've ever seen in my life. In part because, like, Jim Jordan has elected to play this in a way that makes him look like a bigger loser in every round. I know. Like, if you go two rounds where you lose votes over the course of the. <laughs> stop there. I know. Do not waffle about whether you're going to continue. And so many, too. Don't continue at all.
1: So many. He lost so many votes.
0: He lost so many votes. He lost internal votes. He lost public-facing votes. We were hearing rumors about him losing votes. He lost votes to actual randos that no one had ever heard of.
1: And they tried... He tried everything.
0: He tried everything. And by everything we mean shouting at people in death threats. Right. Because let us remind you that this is a man with no leverage.
1: No. The leverage that he had uh, backfired, I think, ultimately. Because I think that he sort of thought that, you know, he would have Fox News and Newsmax and Owen and all those guys. And they... They did. They did their part, but I think so much so that all of the people that they were going in on uh, for voting no or saying that they were going to vote no, basically just dug in their heels because they were like, "I guy. am not vote." There's not a world that exists in like mm-hmm. this lifetime or the next where I am voting for Jim Jordan to be the speaker, and like he couldn't. He never seemed to take that note because no. he kept going into meetings and sort of trying to make deals, and then there was even that stupid thing where like he and the the eight people who voted to oust McCarthy were like, you can kick us out of the conference if that would make you happy. And if you just right. vote for us, you know, like they were basically like trying to be like removed from the Republican Party. Just Which to then doesn't offer give them, them a
0: majority, by the way, to do anything. So,
1: no, I mean, they tried so many insane things. And at the core of all of this was Jim Jordan not fully understanding that he was never going to be the speaker. No.
0: Well, he didn't have the leverage you need with the people that were holding right. out. He like Kevin to-
1: McCarthy was short a lot of times, but yeah. even throughout that entire calamity, which was embarrassing for him, for you there was a sense somehow. I don't know why I'll because it you, took 19 times. The sense- there was a sense that like he was going to be the speaker at a point
0: he had momentum because he's a great fundraiser well, what jim jordan sure. does not have is the thing that you need to get people in frontline districts on board so he was operating from a playbook of getting extremists on board because that's what mccarthy yeah. had to do but mccarthy doesn't need frontliners on yeah. board because mccarthy raises money for them mccarthy's like a massive fundraiser that's why he was the speaker not because he's some kind of great politician who understands great political things sure. it's, he's, he's one of their best fundraisers on the right now jim jordan is great at getting people whipped up on the far, far right. But take yeah. a district like the district, you know, my parents live in CD19 in New York oh, yeah.
1: State. Oh, all the New York Republicans. The were New York Republicans are voting 10. for Lee, Zeldin, Lee because Zeldin because they were just like,
0: fuck all of this. <laughs> right. he, So her uh, Not congressperson, a member of Congress, by the
1: way, Lee no, Zeldin. No, <laughs> not a member of Congress at all.
0: A, a failed Formal. gubernatorial candidate. Yeah. Oh. Um, but all of uh, her, like her congressman voted for Jordan multiple times until his constituents got to him. And in the third vote, he's one of the ones that flipped. Now, The reason that he ended up flipping ultimately, as opposed to continuing on thinking that he could go on supporting Jim Jordan, is because in his district, which is a district that Biden carried, there was no actual benefit to aligning himself with Jim Jordan. He wasn't going to get fundraising money. The threat of running a hardliner against him is laughable, actually laughable. And his real threat comes from the left. Now, Jim Jordan was yeah. going in with the mentality of somebody who thinks to himself, "Will, will he's hardly... going to find
1: a primary he's opponent? He's going to primary these people, people with
0: MAGA candidates. Right. Now, you can make that threat in Florida, I'm sure, sure. to your but heart's all content. Of the, all you can't of the do that in a peop- frontline right. district.
1: All of the people who were flipping were people from." districts that biden had won yes. i think on that last yes. round of votes where like four or five more people eventually flipped they were all because people who were
0: they saw an inherent so. risk in having an insurrectionist <laughs> right. be the speaker of the house like the he didn't have the right leverage and i think that part of it is that in that weird like sort of far-right maga caucus they have lost touch with what regular politics is because they're so used to you sort of running spoiler campaigns for things they don't know how to negotiate with the center they yeah. just hold everyone hostage and then when people don't do what they want to do, they complain about it and have one holdout vote that ruins everything. Yeah. Like they are not familiar with what leverage you would need to work with the center. McCarthy already had that leverage because he can fundraise for them. That's all that they need yeah. is money. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for money and for a famous person to come and say, I endorse so and so in this random district you've never heard of.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, how is Jim Jordan issuing death threats to their wives gonna accomplish that? <laughs> I know. It was not. Instead, they were just looking at a, a, a future of being threatened. and that's the other thing is we're talking about almost adults here. And I feel like you can bully people to an extent, even as an adult. But yeah. if enough people are like, this is not like I don't need to actually listen to this bully, it's, oh, yeah. it's not like children where they, you know, sort of just, like, go with the flow. Like, yeah, I yeah, feel like yeah. the momentum, the 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 dissent snowballed in part because everyone knows he's an asshole. Nobody wants to work with him. And the right. more people that were like, wait, do I not need to listen to his rude threats? Do I not need to work in a place where someone's going to treat me like this for the rest yeah. of the year? And no, you don't.
1: You don't. <laughs> right.
0: You know, Kevin McCarthy might have been up to shenanigans, but he was never this rude to his caucus.
1: No, that, I mean, that may have been part of the problem, was that he was yeah. just too nice to he all of the different nice. parts of the exactly. caucus. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> right.
0: right, you need maybe someone who in the middle, who can, <laughs> right. can be charming when necessary, but also can yell at Matt Gates. But, yeah. like, Jim Jordan was just never going to know how to play it with those backbenchers no. who just want to mind their business. no. Half of those people don't want you to even know that they're there, because then you might For realize sure. that they're in a democratic district. <laughs>
1: like that's <laughs> right.
0: like Molinaro does not need you to remember that he's in a district that Anthony Delgado was representing just two years ago. Like uh, yeah. he just needs you to forget he's there. Right. Periodically, get, put his name on something so he can be like, "I did stuff. Yeah. I'm a real conservative or whatever," yeah. and then just like mind your business and never talk to him again. Yeah, the, this was putting people on blast a little bit too much. And yeah, also. I agree. Yeah. For him to not get that note as someone who was... It was like they couldn't count. And, like, the job is to count votes. Yeah. Like, he was going for a job where the whole job is just counting votes. It's like you oversee the operation where you count votes. Oh, yeah. And they couldn't count votes. No,
1: they were were not doing a bang-up job of that. No. At all.
0: No, they were not. They were doing a worse job every time, too, somehow. They learned less. Because
1: that first... (laughs) Round. I I I loved. I I loved also learning that the thing that really, at least in the initial round, that worked against him was just the alphabet. Yes, I know (laughs) because because all the defenders were early
0: in the alphabet. Right,
1: because they thought that he was going to lose. Like, weren't they estimating like somewhere like in the six to ten range? Yeah, but like like, by the time that they got to B. They'd already lost the four that they could lose. Right. And so that sort of just like gave everybody else cover to be like, well, he's already not going to be the speaker. So, like, I was on the fence. So now I can just vote no for
0: yeah. him. <laughs> and that happened more every time somehow. Like, yeah. and also, well, it's because well, the Buck se- is right. early in the alphabet. I, just, I think that yeah. that's always the Because he was just like, listen, I will not be voting for Jim Jordan. I'm not going to vote for someone who denied the election. That's it, period. I'm sure he'll, he would go back on that for the right person. I'm sure.
1: I think he would. But he, yeah. that,
0: his stance was just like, Essentially I'm not gonna vote for an insurrectionist. Yeah. There was no way Jim Jordan was gonna be able to negotiate out of that.
1: No. No, it's, that's true.
0: He's he's a literal insurrectionist. Yeah. What I was
1: gonna say. Like, a, and I think that like there were some people who were saying, um, that if he would acknowledge that the, um, the election, election wasn't stolen, right, he'd then then he have gotten that, the votes of any of his right, other people. Say, yeah,
0: so. What does he offer anyone if he acknowledges? Right. Well that the election this wasn't
1: you've stolen? you've hit at the the real core of this problem for, yeah, for problem. any of the people. <laughs> it's right? too true. Yeah. I think well, so,
0: so there's Tom Emmer is the current front runner of the pool of what was once nine and is now, is eight, now eight people be, right. who are currently running for speaker. They're in some kind of candidate forum today. Um, and the reason is because he threads an interesting needle because um, he did not vote to decertify the election results. But then he did support a lawsuit filed by Texas to basically like decertify them at the state level. Oh, that's so he, on his part. Yes. He really got in there and thought to himself, how can I make sure that my record reflects everything? <laughs> right? Every position. And so, Which
1: is a great idea.
0: Listen, that's probably why Congress he's the majority person. whip. You know, oh,
1: for sure, he's a, yeah. he's an
0: ally of McCarthy's. He's from Minnesota, which is a good state to be from if you don't want to make an opinion. You know, don't have don't don't want to make any sort of statement about your state. You know, about your background. Right. Because I feel like if you're from like one of the crazier states like Florida, it's like a Republican from Florida is a whole thing. <laughs> right. But like a Republican from and we Minnesota, have one of those running, and we have one of those running. But a Republican from Florida is like, I mean, from Minnesota is like, oh, yeah. what does that mean? It could be yeah. anyone. Yeah. Could be reasonable, could be not reasonable. You don't know what's going on in Minnesota. It's the state of Paul Wellstone.
1: <laughs> right. You know?
0: Um, but he... I thought you were
1: going to say Paul Bunyan.
0: <laughs> Is he also from Minnesota? I think so. Uh, that I would defer to you on. I must I'm certainly pretty sure. have not listened.
1: Let's use one of our. I bet computer Paul Bunyan's machines. from like Idaho. Do no, you think Paul I Bunyan think, would be from a state from that Minnesota. doesn't have
0: any people in it?
1: I think Paul Bunyan. Well, there's a bunch of Paul Bunyan. The first thing that comes up is where to see Paul Bunyan statues in Minnesota.
0: Oh, well, that's a lot of Paul Bunyan statues. That's one mark in favor of Paul Bunyan Mm -hmm. being from Minnesota.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if he's from there, but Paul Bunyan and Babe are said to have created the 10,000 lakes of Minnesota by their footprints.
0: Oh. So he's part of the mythology of Minnesota. Yeah. I guess I didn't really capture a lot of Minnesota mythology in my (laughs) mid-Atlantic education,
1: well, I'm not surprised to I know this. a lot about <laughs> Civil
0: War battles that were fought in various locations around town. <laughs> sure. But, um, in any case, so Tom Emmer, like I said, Majority Whip, he's, so he's already in House leadership. He's a big, he's mm-hmm. an ally of McCarthy's, and so that creates some complications, because obviously McCarthy is the reason that we're in this situation yeah. to begin with. Um, but he seems to be the frontrunner. Again, what does that mean in this situation? Because ultimately, the whole caucus has to vote for him. Yeah. Which puts everyone in a bad
1: situation. Yeah. In
0: any case, so the other candidates are, we have Dan Muser from um, Pennsylvania. Dropped out. No, he didn't drop out.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, no, he's the one who dropped out. You're right. Okay. Now, it's hard to keep track, whoever. (laughs) We had Dan Muser from Pennsylvania. Uh, Right. He was running on what he claimed was an inclusion platform, which is probably why he had to drop
1: out. Yeah, of course he he had to go first. Yeah.
0: And he's only been in office since 2019. So he's... Barely a member of yeah. Congress.
1: I wish we were getting some sort of. By the way, as these people drop out, I, I want there to be like some like physical. You know, with the Pope, right? Yes. There's like a smoke situation. What yes. is what what is it? It's like um, yeah, white like, smoke Pope, mm-hmm. black smoke Nope, or something yes. like that. Isn't there like a <laughs> yeah? I right? feel that we need or like in the Hunger Games. You know, when somebody yes. dies, like you get a big bang, and then there's like their face is like up like on the like in the sky or something like that. Them to have
0: a big bang with rainbow confetti. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Feel like because yeah. it's festive, you know.
1: It, yeah, it is.
0: That's um, so. It's too
1: gay, though. <laughs> it's,
0: that's I think the best part about it. This is a field of nine politically indistinguishable, eight like physically indistinguishable sure. men. Yeah, there's one man who you could probably physically distinguish from the rest because he's the only black man running. Right, but and you... they
1: are really. They're not going to let you forget that. that, and they leaned into that the last time because that's right. Because he ran was, right, he was nominated. Yeah, um, I don't think he put his name into contention the last time. But no, he but he was one time. of the
0: people that was that the, right. the holdouts were voting for. Right,
1: nothing nothing would make them happier than electing a speaker candidate that they may or not may not even like, if it would allow them to just sort of like own the libs. That's right. <laughs> by having yeah. the first black so
0: speaker. Byron Donalds, who is like a pretty far right hardliner
1: Yeah, he's uh, from Florida. Florida. He's
0: right. from Florida, mm-hmm. um, is the only black candidate in the race, but also the only candidate in the race, therefore, that you could pick out of a lineup at all.
1: Oh, yeah, all and of the other politically,
0: right. you couldn't pick him out of a lineup. No. Um, the rest of these people are people that you've probably never heard of, and if you have heard of them, you can't remember why. No, right. So there's Jack Bergman, mm-hmm. a random white guy from Michigan. Yep. He got elected in 2016, mm-hmm. and he's a former businessman. They're all former business people. Right. Uh, Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. he's been there since 2018. Also, oh, used to own a bunch of McDonald's franchises. <laughs> That's his experience. Uh, Mike Johnson from Louisiana, also in office since 2016. Former radio host, so oh, he's probably sure. you know spewed hate on the internet. Yep. And uh, the vice chair of the House Republican Conference. Uh-huh. So some of these people are in various leadership, kind of yeah. like lesser leadership sure. positions. Uh-huh. Gary Palmer from Alabama, uh-huh. in office since 2015, so obviously someone died or something. Um, and chair of the Republican Policy Committee. Austin Scott, who you may remember as being not Jim Jordan in right. one of the rounds of votes, he earned 85 votes just for not being Jim Jordan right. in one of the secret ballots. Um, he's from Georgia, and he's kind of like a backbencher that no one has real opinions about, but is like was kind of like, let's all be reasonable, which is why he didn't get enough votes to actually win and still will not. Right. And then we have Pete Sessions from Texas, oh, who's sure. a noted asshole, yeah. um, previously chaired the House Rules Committee and the National Republican Congressional Committee, and uh, you've heard of him just because he's frequently making insensitive and stupid remarks in public and that's who's running so listen more power to them for having for for weeks later still only being at the part of the vote where they hold some sort of candidate forum which was supposed to be weeks ago um i'm excited that they were able to scrounge up nine people at all because for a while it seemed like they weren't going to be able to scrounge up anyone i know And that's because this is the worst job in America.
1: Oh, my God. I It is
0: worse than being the president, which is also a terrible job, I would contend. It is worse than being Mitch McConnell. It is There is not a worse job and not a job where you are more destined to failure. Yeah. And that's why I'm confused as to why this isn't a field of nine women. Because if there's one thing that people like to historically elect women to do... Oh, yeah. It's fail spectacularly in a situation that's a lose lose situation.
1: Yeah.
0: This is the perfect time yeah, they should for them to elect their first force female.
1: Elise Stefani to right. do it. Because but they she don't would want be... to
0: because Trump's trying to make her uh, uh Trump's backing yeah. her, and they there's the people who are holdouts on Jim Jordan don't want to be aligned with Trump either. But
1: just like like you said, let her do it and then just She'll fail. actively ruin her life while I mean, she's doing it.
0: Whoever does it. <laughs> it is gonna fail. Oh, right. A woman, a man, yeah. a, a dog, it doesn't yeah, matter. So the, the men
1: like, should make
0: it just seems like The normal way things work in a situation like this is you don't sign up as a rich white man to fail at something. When you see the writing on the wall, and I'm worried they don't see the writing on the wall. That says to me that they're even dumber than I realized. Um, But when you see that writing on the wall, that's when you're like, you know we've always really cared about equity. (laughs) Right, I know. Like, make George Santos the speaker. Like, do something historic. You know, that would be the first time that an indicted criminal became the speaker after being indicted. It's the first time a drag Wild. queen would be the oh, yeah. you know, the speaker of the house. I mean, go for something. Try anything.
1: I know. It's crazy.
0: And also, a great way to get George Santos out of office would be to make him the speaker. <laughs> I mean, I just can't. And one of Elise Stefanik's big issues is that she has been kind of quietly supporting George Santos staying in uh, house. Like, people, she has backed George Santos. So... That has created a little bit of an issue for her. And why create an issue for yourself when you're a shoe in for a lose-lose job?
1: Yeah, for that's, sure.
0: It just it feels like everyone's missing. Yeah, the obvious plan here. Yeah, and I don't love that. That's the obvious plan. But they're Republicans. They don't see the obvious plan. I they, know. They invented this plan.
1: I know. I love that there is um some pledge that is being shuffled around yeah. <laughs> that people are obviously not signing. But it's to try and get everybody to agree that whoever. Comes out of on top of this candidate forum that they'll all support on the floor. What, they're not going to be doing that.
0: One of my favorite things about Republicans in this day and age is there a complicated relationship with pledges. Pledges. I know.
1: Like, yeah, there's a presidential pledge that is supposed to be happening right now. And but... like,
0: remember the days of Grover Norquist, who was like actually uh, a random right. guy going around getting everyone to sign a pledge that they wouldn't raise taxes, raise taxes for no that. reason. What leverage did he have on anyone? And somehow no. everyone signed that pledge. They were all like very into pledges at that time. Like, the Bush administration it was like, you couldn't stop them from signing dumb pledges that meant nothing. And now it's like, they're constantly suggesting pledges that they cannot get anyone to sign. And at a certain point, don't even mention pledges if all that if the story about the pledge is going to be that you failed to get everyone to sign I the know. pledge like don't even mention it i know it doesn't make any sense
1: it's so stupid oh my god we'll keep it, i'm gonna keep refreshing cnn so yeah we'll, in 30 minutes from now when we'll this podcast is breaking wrapping up, news. we'll tell you what's going on
0: exactly <coughs> um oh, we man. also though have some exciting uh georgia indictment news i mean Listen, you guys, shit's happening.
1: It was, a lot of shit is happening. It was wild last week because, like, this would have been, like, the lead story.
0: If we uh, had a Speaker of the House. Right,
1: if we had a Speaker of the House and we're not in 17 different wars that we're right. trying to fund. That's actively. true, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, both Sidney Powell and Cheeseborough.
1: Yeah. It's Kenneth. Kenneth,
0: Kenneth Cheeseborough, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> pled guilty. Yeah. I had it written as Powell and Cheeseburger. Uh, cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> cheeseburger in my notes. And so I said Sydney Powell, said, and then I just read the rest of my notes, yeah, and I was no, like, that I, didn't work I, out. Um, no. no um,
1: I was like, does he have a first <laughs> name? Kenneth. It's, it's Kenneth.
0: Sydney Powell and Kenneth Cheeseburger both pled guilty. And Listen. Cheeseborough is a nonsense person. And I'm not that shocked that he ended up pleading guilty because he was, like, the one sending emails that were, like, should we commit a crime? You know? Like, he was the one who was, like, proposing crimes. And Cindy
1: Powell was the one who was responding, yes, let's let's do the crimes. I'm a little
0: shocked about her, though, because she's sort of, like, more of a real lawyer. I mean, none of these people are legit anymore, obviously. But, like, I'm just, they had both requested speedy trials. They were set to go to trial next week. They were, like, about to start jury selection. Yeah cheeseboro had asked to be tried separately from the others facing charges yeah powell was going up on six felony charges and ended up in pleading out, pleading guilty to six misdemeanor right. charges. I don't
1: think she's going to see any. She hasn't seen any jail fund, time, right? And like no, a she's or,
0: Well, no, she um, she does get six years probation, which probation, is right, kind yeah. of a lot for probation, but yeah. no prison time. She got fines, but under I, I think like eight thousand dollars in fines, like six thousand yeah. dollars in federal fines and twenty two thousand yeah. in Georgia fines or whatever. She has to write a letter apologizing to the citizens of Georgia. <laughs> but the real thing for both of these. Um, Plea deals is that they have to agree to testify against everyone else.
1: Yeah, of course, and this that's is what why this—that's this, that's why the RICO charge was so genius exactly. was to try however many of them there were nineteen. We're right, trying them whatever. like a mob. So right, yeah,
0: like the actual mob gets tried. Yeah, and so one day later, so this was on Thursday that she pled out, and then on Friday, Cheesebro pled out um, to one felony charge. So he did plead oh, to felony charges. Um, But the count was conspiracy to file false documents, which was a charge that would not, (laughs) by its very nature, remove his law license. Now, he's going to have to go to hearings. California's already trying to get rid of his law license. Other states are going to have hearings about it. Like, he may not keep his law license. But um, he also only got five years probation, community service, and a fine. But like Sidney Powell, he has to write a letter to the citizens of Georgia apologizing, which I think is more just to be like there is now documented evidence that you – committed a crime and know it was the wrong thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And then um, he also has to agree to testify at later trials. So there's that there was that one guy, Scott Hall, who was um, who had tampered with the voter data, who was okay. just like one of the fake elector type
1: things, Oh yeah, sure, um, sure. who
0: had already pled guilty. Yeah. But now we're up to three guilty pleas, and they're doing this intentionally to pick off the easy oh, pickings yeah, sure. of people who have a self interest. in are not big, going to jail. Like
1: they would have Sidney, they, Powell, and Sidney Powell and Kenneth are... And, and right, they obviously have information, they have which was why they were able to, especially Sidney Powell specifically, why was right. able to get like six felony charges and not how many. Like
0: yes. I'm
1: assuming, and I, I I don't know how this works specifically, but my guess is that like for them to have done that, I assume that she teased something that she she had probably probably, right I mean because if she's like I mean maybe it was just the agreement to talk I don't know but I mean like I just can't imagine that like you would allow that that big of a plead out days before jury selection if she hadn't been like here's a piece
0: of something well and also I wonder if they have evidence that they just need her to corroborate Um, and she's like able to willing to do that Yeah, because I feel like it seems like given how this is going and it's happening so quickly like we know Fannie willis was like prepared and we know because of that that their case is going to be pretty airtight and because they're pursuing it like they would a mob case you know they're sort of like picking the people off that they know that they have the you know that they know that they can get to corroborate a bunch of stuff that they know because a lot of the stuff we already know it's just like no one's agreeing to admit to it but like the real big gets here are like trump and Giuliani. And so like nobody cares what happens to Sidney Powell particularly, but to get her to corroborate a bunch of evidence not only affects this case, but um, in a lot of cases, criminal evidence can be transferred to other cases, so this could also help Jack Smith's case. So it's getting exciting, you guys. And um, while all this shenaniganery happens in the House, just keep in mind that as Trump tries to push his trial date farther and farther out, his minions are starting to plead out as quickly as possible because they know that the longer they wait, the more likely they are to probably get jail time.
1: Yep, for sure. Um,
0: And so this is pretty exciting. Also, Trump has already violated his (laughs) gag order, and I guess that's not a surprise, but it's like,
1: (laughs) here's what I want. And
0: this is a New York state gag order, so I do feel like the one benefit of this is if, he's going to do it again, obviously. But the judge has been like, we're not adverse to jail time, friend. Right, so no. they they fined him five thousand dollars because.
1: He, and this wasn't even a new thing. know. so they obviously it's just a mean thing business he failed because, to remove. Right, exactly. Because they were like, you know, this was the whole thing where he like can't, you know, talk about the judge or their families or anything like yeah. that. It was like a, you know, it was or a their specific staff. or stat. Right, it was a specific gag order, and he part of that was that he had already done so and right. was supposed to have taken it down. So like they're they're monitoring his social media. Yes. And it's like not the, only uh, that,
0: because they took it off truth, but not off his website. And that's why he got fined.
1: Uh, so they're not, yeah, they're not fucking around.
0: No. And they were like, we're ready to consider jail time if you don't get yeah. your shit together.
1: Yeah. Um, you can't be doing that. And
0: this is, the gag order, as a reminder, was only issued on October 3rd.
1: <laughs> right. It did not take long.
0: It did not take long. No. Um, so that's pretty exciting. And then, time. let's talk about the presidential race.
1: Let's talk about the presidential race.
0: Something weird is happening. It's, and I. Tell me.
1: Because I there's a lot of weird things happening, and we're going to talk about a lot of them. There's but I, uh,
0: a gelato factory owner who has decided that he might throw his hat into the ring.
1: <laughs> We've talked about him, I think, vaguely before.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're talking about Dean Phillips, right? Dean Phillips.
0: <laughs> Dean Phillips. Okay, great. Um, also
1: from Minnesota, I believe, right? Isn't he?
0: Is he? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: He looks like he's from Minnesota.
1: Yeah, let's like let's check.
0: One of those people who's from Minnesota.
1: Let's double check. Yeah, um, um he's the yeah, Minnesota. Look we'll at that.
0: Co-founded Talenti Gelato. He did. Yeah, that's why oh. he made his millions.
1: Oh my words!
0: And because of that, he has the power to self-fund his campaign to an extent, but of course, against a behemoth like Joe Biden, I don't know what right. that means. Like, does he have the way that he can self-fund it the way that, like, Lincoln Chafee right. self-funded his I campaign? Know. Like, I don't
1: know. He is a person who we've talked about in, in uh, because he has sort of hinted at running for president. And he, I think, look, I don't agree with his politics. No. But, okay, he's but a, but he's like, a member of the House. We should yeah, that. Right, yes. Um, but he, what he has been saying, and he's been saying it for some time, is that he wishes that there would just be a more active democratic primary because he doesn't feel like joe biden is the guy yeah. and it's not because their politics aren't like quite literally the same yeah no, that's it's true. just because of his age maybe he thinks biden is too far to the left i don't know i yeah, mean right. he's been like reaching out to republicans so he's like very yeah like a self-proclaimed moderate for it sure Couldn't right? be more centrist. rich moderate centrist so, yeah right but like he's he pro has, but, status quo. Right. But he has <laughs> been sort of urging supposedly he's been urging other senators, he's been urging like bigger name congresspeople to run, and he has himself been saying, like, I don't really want to. And I kinda believe him because he's been saying that he hasn't wanted to For months now. I mean, like, this is not new news. I also believe him
0: because he's very boring.
1: The the most boring. I don't think that he thinks... I think even in sort of, like, starting a run, which is what he's doing, and we'll talk specifically about what that is, my guess is that what he's trying to do is to be sort of, like, the first actual sitting congressperson and in the hopes that, that, like, there's another person that, like, jumps into the race. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, but he started reaching out to New Hampshire Democrats... Yep. Um, He
1: stepped down from all of his um, House leadership posts. Exactly. Um, And not because he not at the time because he said that he was going to run for president, but just because he feels like he's not on the same page as basically like everyone in leadership, which is every, you know, the entire party is lining up behind Biden, obviously. And he's just sort of like not there with everybody.
0: Yeah um but and then he's been approaching uh consultants but consultants mm-hmm. including people like steve schmidt who's mm-hmm. a republican
1: right exactly
0: who is a republican who now pundits on progressive media but right. that's doesn't stop him from being a republican no. i hate it's he's like a lincoln project republican. right this
1: is why we tell you to not fuck around with those people exactly by the way exactly not that i care whether he runs dean phillips primary campaign. No, like, I don't care if the Democratic nominary, nominee is Joe Biden or Dean Phillips. No. It could it could be Dean to Phillips. To me those are for the all same. I care. That's a swap. That's a that's a direct swap.
0: That's a direct swap. Yeah. Yeah, I don't just so, like, in Steve general can do whatever he wants. want Steve Schmidt to be just like involved. No,
1: right, exactly. I want
0: stay on TV. You have a great right. career there and yeah. saying dumb stuff on TV. Let's do your do your thing. Yeah. Um but I, it doesn't make any difference to me politically whether yeah. Dean and we don't
1: even know if Dean Schmidt, or, or if uh, Steve well, Schmidt I is don't think that working is. for it, right? I mean, he's Yeah, uh, no,
0: I feel like no one coin, will yeah. verify that they have in any way gotten in touch with or been involved in this campaign. And cuz he's also reached out to some um Obama veteran, you know, campaign veterans and they've sort of been like
1: The Obama people are not going to The Obama
0: this. people are nowhere nowhere near this. Yeah. And my guess is that someone like Steve Schmidt is still a little bit too invested in the sort of like system as is. To run a like an actual like kamikaze campaign? Oh, I think so too, especially you know? in a democratic
1: primary. Right. Like that's like, not what he's trying to do. No,
0: no, he's trying to get, no, involved, in. No, no, trying to get involved in Dean Phillips in the Republican primary.
1: Right, exactly. Or just running Joe Biden's campaign. Or which, just run, which, which Joe Biden he, would probably welcome. Welcome.
0: Yeah, I, right. Their politics are nearly identical. So
1: completely. But it's just two old white Republicans. That's right. Joe just, Biden and Steve
0: Schmidt. <laughs> Joe Biden and Steve Schmidt just. <laughs> Just enjoying not loving Social Security together as a community.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Um, But so in any case, so but this has created some uh, interesting pressure within the Democratic caucus, because this is really the first person who has like bucked that uh, sort of. Right. He's going to be the
1: only elected official. Right. I mean, we've had obviously Kennedy was running in that primary for a while and now is running as an independent. Marion Williamson is still. Against all odds, running in that primary, chugging along, <laughs> chugging along. But she's she here look. today. That's right. We, we could be seeing her. That's right. right. Now.
0: She um, um, is doing that, but also in another, more important sense, is running in a parallel primary that is less relevant and is not directly connected to Joe Biden's primary. <laughs> That's correct. But <laughs> yeah. she is running for right president, right in but her the, own primary. Sure. Yeah. You know.
1: um But you know, those two are obviously, and I'm not. Don't don't mistake the statement as me. Uh, you know saying that uh dean phillips is a a real candidate but like those two are not real candidates
0: yes right right yeah
1: and so like i think that like the idea that there's like a a a current sitting congressperson is i i think the reason that he's doing it is because like he thinks that that will feel like a thing
0: yes even if it's not like everybody
1: like floods to go vote for him for any particular reason but it's just sort of like okay well like there's real dissension, and if you also agree with me, like you can come out from the shadows now. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that sort of maybe provides some cover for some other people who are like reliant on the Democratic fundraising mechanism right. to like it. It provides some alternative fundraising paths if it works. Right. You know, which as I think part of why you do something like this. But I don't know. Also, it's hard to get a sense of what Dean Phillips is and is not interested in doing because he doesn't have that many qualities himself. <laughs> so it's like what is his goal here yep. what does the for- the founder of Talenti Gelato and a member of the US House mm-hmm. think about whether he wants to be the president I know he's already led a large corporation of gelato manufacturers
1: it's interesting it would be him because nobody loves ice cream more than Joe Biden does
0: I, I know it's sometimes karma is really complicated <laughs> to figure out
1: <laughs> well it's, said
0: I love ice cream more than Joe Biden does
1: I'm, I bet you do yeah
0: yeah, there's no... Joe Biden comes from uh, the Depression era.
1: <laughs> right. There's, well, and also... He
0: probably believes in moderation in a way that I don't.
1: Yeah, he probably does. Yeah. Well, he definitely does. Yeah. Um. Also, newsflash to Joe Biden... Everybody fucking loves ice cream. Yeah, get a grip. That's not an interesting personality trait. No,
0: that's like you know. Tell us like, something
1: interesting about you. I like ice cream. Fuck off.
0: Right. No, that's the kind of thing. It's like when you look at people's online dating profiles, <laughs> and they say things like they like hiking.
1: Yeah, right. It's exactly. It's like yeah,
0: everybody likes to take a fucking walk. That's not right. a personality trait. Liking no. hiking. Get no. out of here. Uh-uh. But like that's that Joe Biden is trying to do the boomer version, not even boomer, the greatest generation version. <laughs> I, was gonna say, yeah. I need to stop calling him a boomer because yeah, he's, he's not, not a boomer. No, he's too old. Yeah. You need to remember as a community that <laughs> all of the people that are causing the most trouble for us right now are not even boomers. Boomers <laughs> yeah. are the least of our troubles right yeah. now. It's like Obama's a boomer technically. Totally. But you know who's not? Mitch McConnell, not. Joe Biden, Mm-mm. Chuck Grassley not Certainly even not. It's like no. part of the silent generation <laughs> so, <laughs> really getting back there
1: <laughs> the silent generation in any case uh, is um, that just because he freezes in front of the camera <laughs>
0: that's right zing
1: <laughs> <Ba-doom>. um. <laughs> <laughs> um, well that's that that that's would that. be exciting
0: that would be exciting and it's or
1: maybe not i don't know <laughs> maybe <it'd> be <laughs> it be so it might
0: be really boring supremely boring yeah <laughs> so listen dean phillips will not be exciting The situation could get more exciting, thanks to Dean Phillips.
1: The one thing that I will say, and I keep trying to get you to do this, and you won't commit to it. (laughs) (laughs) But there is going to be a Democratic primary. And you, Lila Nordstrom, are going to have the opportunity to vote in it. And I can't imagine you not doing so.
0: Oh, no, Which I'm going to why... vote in it, and I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden in it. But I just... Are you going to vote for Marianne Williamson? No, of course but one, not. But what they're the only two? Then I'm going to have to write someone in or something. I mean, i got to do my... You have to
1: vote for Marianne.
0: I can't live like this. <laughs> with this pressure. This is too ridiculous.
1: Well, I'm going to proudly vote for Marianne Williamson.
0: I know, and that's weird that you're willing to do with that. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, listen, I do have a soft spot for cults.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: But that, I don't think having as someone who loves to read about cults i have extra qualms about voting for cult leadership <laughs> that's what i feel is the conundrum i'm facing here
1: what if they are offering you universal health care
0: are they offering it to me in a real way though or are they offering it to me in a way that further discredits it because it seems like they're only offering you cult people
1: universal homeopathic treatments
0: <laughs> don't need them no need
1: Offering you free herbs right at, free functional anything. medicine visits <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> lots of mushrooms are going to be available
0: what a relief uh, you know how for you. much i love psychedelics
1: <laughs> yeah uh,
0: yeah i just don't know what she could say to me that would convince me that she's not a woman who was leading a suspicious cult who might have anger
1: issues well, she definitely has anger issues.
0: she we know she has anger issues
1: <laughs> confirmed by, <laughs> by by everyone, everyone who's everyone, ever worked with her everyone. Right
0: um i'm just hoping that there's a third person somewhere Who's like a fake candidate who's only running in California, who's running, you know, like a former Peace and Justice Party candidate or something who was like, yeah, Yeah. I'll throw myself into the ring. But in a
1: primary, though?
0: I mean, who's to say what is and is not a good idea in the California primary? The California presidential primary has all sorts of wacky people in it.
1: Yeah, that's true. There's always that guy whose name yeah, I forget. What is it um, Rocky? Uh, Rocky.
0: It's that... not Rocky Balboa, but that's what I <laughs> always want to say Fuente Fuente, or yeah. So, yeah, right? something like is? that. Something, yeah. yeah, we have our own slate of statewide candidates. I want to, whoever the progressive version of an Evan, Evan McMillan.
1: What about that um, wizard guy? yeah he's on, that's, what, what the hell, what's this Um, something some vermin supreme vermin supreme
0: a boot on his head he's kind of libertarian leaning at this point so that's a little bit oh, but if course. he runs in the democratic primary I'm not about voting for a guy with a boot on his head that's performance art at least that's something it's like you just have to I'm, I'm not going to make any promises to anyone yeah. until I'm really down to the wire well I'm going to keep at you I mean, I'm happy to have I'm happy to have this conversation as many times as you need to <laughs>
1: Uh, well, um, speaking of California yes, races,
0: that's right. Uh,
1: LaFonza Butler not going to run. God bless her. The
0: mature, responsible choice. Yeah. After probably looking at the fundraising numbers and being like, that's "Why exactly what on I mean. earth?"
1: She was like, "I'm definitely going to run," and then she was like, like "I'm no, not going to run anymore." Not.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Um, but listen, however he, sh- however she got there, yes, more power to her because yeah, that actually makes this an open seat we will
1: now get to fully pick our next senator
0: right which is a nice feeling right. given that we haven't picked currently we any might of our pick senators.
1: adam schiff and that would be sad but i like...
0: hope that we are smart about th- i know we're not but it's like i no, hope that we I can know. find it in ourselves yeah to find smartness somewhere yeah and listen i'm open i have my preference in that race i'm yeah. open though on the other two front running candidates yeah sure i would be happy to have barbara lee though i think she's too old yeah. But I like Barbara Lee. Same. I wouldn't be like sad if she was the senator. No. I would be like, why did we end up in a situation where only now at the age of 77 did yeah. Barbara Lee get to be the senator? But I'm not like sad about it. I'm would be thrilled to have Katie Porter as our senator. Like any of those two are fine. Don't. I agree. So don't. Yeah. Like Adam Schiff is like, you could vote for other yeah. people who are better. You don't even have to vote for the same person I'm going to vote for.
1: Yeah. I think what would be the best scenario is for Schiff and one of those other two to be in the final two. Because I think the other, f- yes. the other person, I think, beats Schiff. A, just because the state overall, I think, has shifted probably further to left. the left of him, even though he has big name recognition. But I think there's enough MAGA folks around here who just for right, who hate him. fuckery purposes would probably vote for Katie Porter, just to feel like they really got one over on Adam Schiff.
0: I also think that he might discover that his Middle East politics start to get him in trouble. Uh, because suddenly, it's like, if you can be canceled over wishy-washy statements and sure. you're just like a random, you know, president yeah. of a college or something. I mean, Adam Schiff is a very hardcore pro-Israel candidate. Yeah, he He's sort of like in the framework of like the 90s. Yeah. And he is not going to temper that. Yeah. and in that well, maybe this race, is she's where Lee takes
1: her stance i'm not right. saying that she uh, i don't know what her specific stance on that conflict is but right. she has sort of fashioned herself over her career as that's sort an of anti-war an anti-war candidate. person yeah. i mean she's no. in favor i think of, this is an opportunity she's in for favor her. of sending whatever amount of money needs to go to ukraine so that's a questionable thing that she's decided yeah, to do but um she's painted a picture right To people of being anti-war. Yeah. So like.
0: And I don't. Schiff is going to have a hard time because he is going to be using rhetoric that's out of place in this time. For sure. And already has. But like that's going to. He's not going to wind back from that. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of the other politicians who used to be sort of like so vehemently pro-Israel that they couldn't even like acknowledge the full scope of the crisis there. Starting to walk back a lot of the the way that they talk about the issue, not mm-hmm. necessarily their position on the issue, right, but sure. just sort of like the way that they talk about it has changed really dramatically since the nineties yeah. and um, and even the early two thousands, the sort of the post nine eleven era. Yeah. And I feel like Schiff has not gotten that memo. Yeah. So I don't I don't know, man. I feel like he might huh. that that might be his Achilles heel. We shall see. We shall see
1: um Steve Garvey has jumped into that race now We talked oh, when good. we talked about polling in this race like the er, very early polling uh, probably it's been months now at this yeah. point I would assume there yeah. was sort of like talk that he was going to jump in. he's the um like he was an all-star Dodgers player. He's a Republican yeah yeah yeah. so people are thinking that maybe just name recognition like he sort of weasels his way into the the yeah. the runoff but I just don't know no, it would be uh, it'd be weird, weird. I. Think. Those other Democratic names are just uh, the only way is that if the three of them split so much and he gets all the Republican right. votes, but like I, I don't know. We just we'll I don't
0: think that we have enough an organized enough Republican voting base yeah, no, to I like know. make that happen. Because
1: there's other Republicans statewide. running this
0: too. Like some districts do. Yeah, for sure. But like statewide, yeah. I mean it's like a lot of the state can't get a Republican onto a statewide ballot to save their lives most of the time. I know. That's why we keep having to have, like, dumb recalls and things like that, is to basically get a Republican onto the ballot, you know, in a statewide race. Like, our Senate races have, I can't think of the last time that there's a Republican. No, almost
1: always two Democrats, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, in any case, um, excited to see what happens there.
1: Yeah. We also had another weird person announce. Yeah. Like, a former KTLA anchor who's, like, 38. It's her first time being a candidate, and she's running in this Senate race. She's trying to run as, like, a moderate, like, quote, consensus builder. (laughs) She's
0: part Was of Christina the... Christina
1: Pascucci. Like, I don't...
0: What are they... they, they like, don't again, she'll
1: have name recognition, but, the, like... She's, like, I, the just, Problem Solvers Caucus candidate. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I keep
0: calling them the Do Nothing Caucus, and every time... <laughs> well, that's that, right. Which is right, also, but that's what I, like, call <clears throat> them privately, and I keep calling my mom to complain about something, you know, about whatever's going on in the house and making jokes about the Problem Solvers Caucus, yeah. but I'm not realizing I'm calling them the Do Nothing Caucus, and she keeps being like, what caucus are you talking about? And then she'll be like, oh, you mean the Problem Solvers Caucus? <laughs> <laughs> I think right? I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so we have some polling, yeah, um, in the presidential race, going back to federal politics, yeah, the the presidential, right, field. the presidential
1: race. There were two weird polls this week that were done by different polling agencies, and both of them are sort of you know reasonable in you know terms of do It's not like either one was USA Today and one was the Harvard Harris. So I mean like these right. are these are organizations that poll the presidential races, but they they got they. It, they pulled sort of like every combination of potential people who might be running. So you've got Trump, you've got Biden, you've got Kennedy, and then Cornel West. And it was interesting. They sort of came up with different results in a way that like makes me just even look more forward to this presidential election Truly, (laughs) because I feel like it's going to be like, sort of wild
0: they seem undecided about the role of kennedy
1: right that's what i think has been is different here you see west sort of hover at three and four percent in both of these but kennedy was getting wildly different um numbers and was stealing them from different people depending on where you looked at
0: right so usa today has biden on top or at least tied in all of the matchups right but harvard harris has trump way
1: up Right. So in the in the in the four-way matchup with Biden, Trump, Kennedy and West. USA today had Biden 37, Trump 37, Kennedy 13 and West 4. So tied there basically. Right. And then Kennedy getting 13. In the Harvard Harris, they had Trump at 41%, Biden at 34% and Kennedy at 21%. So a lot higher support for Kennedy seemed like it was coming more from Biden now. Harvard Harris did a head-to-head matchup, and they had Trump ahead by quite a bit, yeah, fifty-two to forty-eight. Whereas USA Today had forty-one to forty-one. So I don't know if I maybe the base about of, of yeah.
0: I feel like because of the way that this race is shaping up, there is not a way to actually figure out how to weight your pool.
1: I think that's probably it. And I'm also wondering if the fact that Harvard Harris had fifty two to forty eight leads me to believe that when they pulled head to head they didn't offer an undecided. Yeah. Because uh USA Today, when it pulled only head to head, it was forty one to forty one, right. which, which does leaves not. Equal many points. Right. So Brent there's Brent is the, our <laughs> mathematician on this podcast. Right, exactly. So that's interesting. But they also pulled without west i don't really know why maybe because he switched parties like 17 different times right. so maybe they're questioning whether he's actually going to run or not <laughs> right. or have any impact on the race but that was usa today it was thirty-seven, thirty-eight 38 biden 37 trump 14 kennedy so essentially tied um biden ticked up a couple points probably took him from, from west corner, obviously yeah. because they didn't include him in there and harvard, harvard harris had trump 42 biden 36 22 from kennedy so again taking way more from biden was was kennedy and biden didn't really get a ton of help when west was removed that yeah. he was still losing by six points so i don't really know what to make of that but it was sort of an interesting comparison in what kennedy does because i think there have been different takes on that certainly yeah. i think some democrats have been worried but like there have been it's you been know, so a lot of...
0: clear that the that he can pull from the far right, though, right as exactly. well. Like it seems like it almost feels like this. His, what this actually tells the story of is him not really having an impact on the race. Is he's like well, having the true. same impact everywhere in the sense that he's creating chaos? Right. I mean, if but all like, he
1: does is sort of like steal a v- sort of vaguely from each of them and only get fourteen percent of the vote, right. then that's really sort of neither here nor there. It makes it somewhat exciting right. also I mean, national polls don't really mean anything anyway so right. you have to sort of look at what he does in Let's very see. specific different places but like I don't know it's weird just because I feel like there was a general thinking that like he hurts Trump more than he hurts Biden and I think yeah. there was even we talked a couple weeks ago about internal polling that even trump thought that was the case because right. like he was like readying some attack ads right yeah 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 i think we talked about that story but then i don't know it seems like this harvard harris poll is sort of maybe telling us otherwise so
0: but i don't think they have any idea how to wait I, a poll for that's someone what like i think it is kennedy too.
1: right kennedy because he's, he's also i have confounding a confounding right factor. he's all, right he's also stealing you know weird um uh anti-vax votes that may have voted for like a weird green party candidate or they may have not right. voted at all potentially uh you know like I don't know.
0: And also there's not a viable kind of like Green Party candidate. Well,
1: like yeah. the, the sort right. of the
0: way that we're used to thinking about third party candidates. And also once we're polling randos like this, why aren't we polling the libertarian candidate like a, a well, Gary that's the Johnson? Thing. I know. He gets more votes than the than the, the far green, left ever does. I was
1: gonna say They're so
0: weird right. about the way that they choose to poll these and who they want to tell the story of as being the problem. I agree. Um but if that's the case, then I think Part of it is just that, like, there's no way to really figure out who the Kennedy people are anyway. Yeah. There's no way to, like, weight your data pool in a way that reflects, you know, a national consensus on Kennedy. Because I would guess that he's very popular in certain pockets and very unpopular in certain pockets. Yeah. And that there's no people who are, like, ambivalent about him. Um, and
1: yeah.
0: also, why does no one know how to poll anything?
1: I know. <laughs> I know. Who? I know.
0: These people are professional pollsters.
1: I know. It's like
0: terrible at their jobs. In any uh, case, um, now, obviously, we're just making the assumption that Donald Trump is going to be the candidate, given that he's a million points uh, ahead. Right. But the Republican primary continues on.
1: <laughs> sure. Chugging along. I saw some headline and I didn't even put it in here, but I wanted to reference it because it was literally like Nikki Haley surges in latest poll. And then like you click on it and the sub headline was... Now only trails Ron DeSantis by one point as next closest <laughs> Trump alternative. But it was still like 59 Amazing to Trump. It was like 50, It was like 59 Trump to like 11% for Nikki Haley. I Who, mean, who was like one point behind Ron DeSantis at like 12%. You and it's love like, to hear it. What are, we, what are we all doing here?
0: What plan is this that we've enacted?
1: It's so crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Poor Mike Pence. Poor Mike said Pence. Said no one ever. <laughs> uh, we told you last week. Fellow wax figures we we said it. We were right. Yeah. Because we're geniuses and yeah. we're right about everything. Um, said you know how that...
0: to read simple science, simple <laughs> clues in the media. Right. is what.
1: Um, and we said that some Republicans are probably going to be dropping out very soon. And Mike Pence sort of like wasn't even shy about admitting that that might be a very real thing that would happen. Yeah. On Meet the Press. This
0: well, here's the thing. is In order to keep running for president, you need both money and supporters.
1: And, so... <laughs> and,
0: and he ran. seems to have had trouble accessing both.
1: both. So
0: that would make it challenging. It would. I mean, I see where he's
1: finding (laughs) difficulties. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And like (laughs) some of the, like when you think about some of the other people who you assume will have to drop out, like listen, Tim Scott hasn't had that much trouble finding money, but he's certainly having trouble finding supporters. And because the money's all being, you know, funneled to, you know, laundered business opportunities for family members, it's (laughs) the money's not going towards anything in particular. Like some of these people, it's easy to see where. They're struggling to find one of the two things you need.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Kristen Welker asked him, point blank, if you don't qualify for this next debate, will you drop out of the race? And he said, well, we're working really hard to qualify for the debate.
0: Yeah, that's what you would say.
1: And um, I'm going to be down in Miami. Lots of people are going to MikePence2024.com and making a contribution to give us the numbers in contributions that we need to qualify. But, you know, I I will tell you, look, I don't have the most money in this campaign, but I do have the most experience.
0: I... Yes, sure. That's a dubious honor in <laughs> right. this, in a in, this in a field. Republican
1: party actively looking right for the campaign with the least amount of political experience.
0: Right. Yeah. What? Th- Why would you be sharing that information? Right. With
1: they want reality show hosts.
0: Yeah, they're looking for entertainment. Yeah. And the thing is, Mike Pence.
1: Whoa, whoa. Is the opposite <laughs> of right. a
0: reality show. I know. Character. Right. I mean, it's yeah. It's a. It's, there Oof. is, I don't even, I, I don't have words for it, but I just wish that he knew what I know. Yeah. And what we all know. Yeah. Also, we have a visit from a dog.
1: Yeah, we've got Ray Ray over. maybe come. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Also, didn't, I think, Ramaswamy say that he didn't know if he was going to go to that debate?
0: Oh, no, he's too big for the debates?
1: Well, I think Trump's not going to be there. I think only, like, four people have qualified. I think that he feels like he's getting ganged up on, which he absolutely is. And so I think yeah, that, like— Yeah, because he's an asshole. Because he's an asshole. I kind of get it, though. I mean, he's not—he's now down. That flavor of the month is he's over. Passed, yeah. We're Now we're, new, right. we're doing Nikki Haley now. And also we're right. doing no one except Donald Trump because he's beating everybody by 50 points. But, like, he can go or not go or do whatever he wants because it doesn't matter. Nobody right, exactly. cares about
0: him. Yeah, nobody cares.
1: Um, so I,
0: do you think that he was surprised to discover that he was only flavor of the month?
1: A hundred percent. I hope he
0: was so surprised and I hope he was mad about it. Yes. That's yeah. just, I hope that He's going to he be mad
1: about it forever. Pete Buttigieg is still mad that he's not crying. Crying
0: into his pillow Guaranteed. right now. Guaranteed. I hope that he's crying directly into his
1: pillow. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, great. That's uh, the news this week.
1: Oh, yeah, we're done. We're done. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on.
0: Oh, wait. We need a final update. We have to refresh. We have to refresh. Okay,
1: there is one new update, but it's not interesting. (laughs) It's Representative Don Bacon says he's confident that there will be a speaker tomorrow night. What? The night that you are listening to this podcast, we are going to have... Don Bacon is promising us a speaker? That's right.
0: That's a bold, bold statement Uh to be making.
1: Representative Don Bacon.
0: Yeah, right. Not...
1: Yeah. Wait, no. Yeah. What's his name? Is his name Don Bacon, too? Who? Who's the... Who um, are you thinking of? Uh... (laughs) Who's this who's the CNN guy? Oh, Don Lemon. No, Don Don, Le- Don, <laughs> I, think uh, Don Lemon. <laughs> I was thinking of Don Lemon. I thought that's who you were thinking of because you were acting so surprised. They both no, have food last I names. I was
0: thinking of John Bacon. <laughs> I was acting surprised because I've never heard of him.
1: Oh, got it. Well, he's apparently in the House of Representatives. He looks like what you would imagine.
0: Yeah, I already know what he looks like. I don't have to even look it up.
1: He's wearing a fleece vest over a button-up no. shirt in the picture that I'm looking is from, at. Is he from, Colorado or something? For
0: oh, he looks, he looks like he's been hunting. <laughs>
1: oh, he looks no, like he's yeah. dressed up for hunting. Yeah. But,
0: like, like he's, he's doing the dressed-up version of hunting wear.
1: Yeah, where is he from? Let's see. Don he does. He Baker. has
0: a red face. He looks like, you know, he's gotten this... He went to the same hairdresser as the rest oh. of Oh. Oh. Where's he from?
1: This makes sense. Where is it? Nebraska. There it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: We got yeah. it. We got there. Uh-huh. I feel like I
1: would have actually guessed other places first, but... Now that I'm looking specifically at this picture, look over here. We're just looking at pictures that you can't see now. Over here. This one. Look at his stupid face.
0: Oh, no, he looked... Yeah. Also, (laughs) all of the pictures are embarrassing. Every picture that comes up on his... When you Google image search... Yeah,
1: Google Don Bacon, friends.
0: (laughs) It's really worth your... (laughs) Worth just a quick perusal. This man is promising us a speaker tomorrow. And I... Listen. I don't know that I have the confidence that he does in his own caucus, but I admire Mm -hmm. his... You know. Yeah. His his optimism. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, you'll hear from you'll hear from us next week whether that came true or not. Yep. And in the meantime you could no. hear it from the news. He
1: as a guy who doesn't get it though, because let me listen let me just About. read his quote really quick. He said, I think people are so discouraged by what's happened the last three weeks that they want to come together.
0: That couldn't be more wrong.
1: What where has he
0: Has he been where? to any of these caucus meetings? <laughs> Meetings where people had to tell Jim Jordan in no uncertain terms, "Listen, there's nothing you could offer me to vote for you. I literally won't be voting for yeah. you. Please leave."
1: Oh, he also says, "I hope everybody learned a lesson." <laughs> oh, oh, what a t- charming guy, Don Bacon. That's cute. That's something that somebody from Nebraska would say.
0: Yeah, he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And
1: he'll this find- was just a teachable moment for all of us, That's right. all 217 of We've us. We've all
0: finally learned Seen our lesson. <laughs> uh huh. Finally, after eight years of chaos. No, oh, Don. Yeah. This- well, um, there you have it.
1: All right, now we're actually done.
0: That's the news this week. You'll be hearing from us next week with sure more won't. updates about all of this and more updates from Ray Ray as she <laughs> wanders the apartment tip tapping. Mm-hmm. Talk to you then. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>